This is Anthems. Hello, I'm Hunter Liguori, an award-winning author and compassionate activist for the earth and its people, speaking to you from New England. Your word for the day is equanimity. Right now, I'm in a busy supermarket with lunchtime traffic. Most of the lines are cluttered with workers trying to get in and out as fast as they can in the 30 minutes allotted. I get several eye rolls at the self-checkout with my big carriage and load of groceries hogging a whole line. Most move on, but as the numbers increase, one woman has no other choice and gets in line behind me. She's huffing and puffing with little remarks at how slow I'm going. In reality, I'm moving each barcode, steady and patient, over the scanner as fast as it allows without botching it up and needing a cashier to fix. Impatient, the woman gives me the official cart bump, causing my carriage to knock into me. She turns, avoiding eye contact or an apology, to make like it was an accident. It's the practice tactic at the self-checkout to make a point that you're holding someone up and that they don't like it. It's happened before to me and to plenty of others who are in the way when someone wants to get through. I've witnessed verbal and physical fights break out over going too slow. My response isn't any of the usual suspects often retaliated, like pushing the cart back, confronting her for an apology, yelling at her, or simply slowing the heck down or bagging some of the groceries to show I'm really not going anywhere. And then there is the most proven response, intentionally causing the scanner to jam, causing the light to flash, summoning the cashier, which could take several minutes. That would show her. Instead, I smile and become aware of her as a person. My heart opens to consider her circumstance, even though she's not considering mine. I see a mom evidenced by the mini framed photo of her kids dangling from her keychain. I see a hard worker who didn't have time to make lunch. I see a woman hungry and one attempting to eat nourishing food like the salad and apple she's holding. I see a wife and daughter to someone. I see and imagine the road in life she took to get where she is at this moment in a grocery line with me, and I soften, recognizing I've taken similar steps and that we are very much alike. The other lines are flashing and the sole cashier responsible for the self-checkout is MIA. People are getting angry, the tension thick, The woman has no choice but to stay in my line, letting rip an exasperated, come on, will you? There are people waiting, you know. My cart of kale and tofu, not to mention 24 cans of cat food, seem unimportant in comparison to her lunch salad. If she were to ask, my day was also spent working, and this was my break time which I spent taking care of stray cats in my neighborhood also hungry. 
It wasn't more important nor less, but another experience, one equal to hers. But in this moment, I'm made to feel it's inconvenient. This self-importance we experience in moments like this sometimes seem to be the fuel turning the world. It's every person for themselves, right? But if we're only concerned with our needs and desires or those of our immediate circle, then we'll miss opportunities to extend that same love and caring to others, like a stranger at a checkout. In moments like this, do we stand firm and rigid and become a wall to keep the other person out? Or do we become soft and open, more empathetic and compassionate, enough to see our mutual humanity? My own life experience is riddled with homelessness, followed by working two to three jobs all day long over many years until I was able to get my footing again. During that time, lunch wasn't a break, but a hurried tunnel I got shot through, stopping long enough to grab any food and cram it in my mouth, and then hurry back to get on the clock. The food I ate, if I had the money, was a grade above dog food on most days, and I was thankful. Those were scarring times that took twice as long to heal from. Its offering through the healing, is being able to remain in a state of equanimity for the woman on lunch with her salad. To stand in the middle of any circumstance and be unbending is equanimity. It means keeping your cool and not being triggered when a cart bumps you intentionally, or you're made to feel like an inconvenience. It's a state of awareness that can be cultivated by standing in the middle of the chaos and being okay with how things are, good or bad, and in turn, allowing others to be okay without needing to fight them or demand more from them. It's not being passive, but exercising patience and mental balance to see unity where it might not be obvious. And once recognized, consciously opening up the circle inside your heart to foster new relationships. I don't talk to the woman. I only reach out for the salad, somewhat stern, to indicate I'll scan it through my order. She says she doesn't have cash to pay me for it. I wave, hurrying her up, which she understands, since I'm giving her what she wants. She scans her lunch, giving me a quick glance, and then she's off. No thank you, no explanation. She knew I didn't need one. That person to person, I understood her life without words. In that moment, we were united in a common purpose, and as close as two people could be in understanding each other. That's equanimity the ability to share another's trial and suffering without making them or their experience feel less. It has the power to stop wars in a supermarket. It has the ability to soften two hearts and bring them out of feeling separate from each other, long enough to be one. Equanimity, definition, noun, mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper especially in a difficult situation.